Welcome to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. Do you own a small business or does that small business own you? Are you seeking increased sales, more loyal customers, lower operation costs, and brand loyalty? If you're interested in elevating your brand and expanding your reach, then Business Buzz will put it all together for you with expert guests, resources that make sense, and your opportunity to be heard. Get ready to call in with your questions and comments at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Business Buzz is out to put the buzz back into your business. Here's your host, Frank Hellring. Hey, can you hear the buzz? Welcome, wherever you may be, you have found Business Buzz. I'm your host, Frank Hellring, and we're coming to you live, prime time on the Voice America Business Network channel. And Business Buzz is brought to you today by On Fire Processing, where there is no burn, just earn. If you're a merchant out there and you've got a headache called merchant processing because every single time you get your bill, it's a little bit higher on your sales, then you need to pick up the phone right now and dial toll-free 833-866-3473. That's toll-free 833 833- 866-3473 and on fire processing can make those dollars count in your operational cost savings. To contact Business Buzz, you can call us toll free at 877 number 3 NOWBUZ or email us at info at businessbuzz.com. That's spelled B-I-S-S-B-U-Z-Z.com. Or if you want to learn more about the show or more about me, go to my show host webpage, which is businessbuzz.com, and you will learn how you can be a guest on the show or bring your business to a higher level by elevating your brand and expanding your reach. Hey, shout out to our incredible philanthropic organization that we support in every show. Whitewater Ministries Chaplain Joseph Havens up there in that wonderful town of Spokane, Washington, who turned around and put together another adjunct of his offerings called Cookies to Cops. That's spelled cookies. That's real simple. T-O-C-O-P-S dot com. And he has been putting out dozens and dozens and dozens of bags of cookies to law enforcement, both men and women are first responders in blue. And if you think that doesn't count, hey, how about Christmas time? How about all the gifts underneath your tree right now that are being protected by your first responders? You need to get in touch with Cookies to Cops to see how you can be a part of his move in Spokane, Portland, and Seattle. And he wants to bring it to California soon. So you need to pick up and get to that website, cookiestocops.com. Well, shout out, Merry Christmas to Jeff Spinard. I know you're on vacation, CEO of voiceamerica.com, who really had me spread my wings last August. Thanks a lot, Jeff. The show's going well. We're hitting the numbers that we targeted. And I hope you have a really wonderful time with your family. Ryan Treasurer, Executive Vice President of Production, Merry Christmas to you, Jeff Gertzel, who puts it all together, Robert Cialuno, my senior executive producer, and of course, Andrew, who's my engineer that makes things happen on this show. Well, let me tell you something. I have been focused on the restaurant industry pretty much since I started this show August the 5th. In fact, the first show we ever did was American Restaurants 
crisis, C-R-Y-S-I-S. And at that time, I had an incredible guest on with me by the name of Stephen Zalesi. Stephen's been on several of my shows. He's actually becoming alumni on Business Buzz because since, the, since 1994, Stephen has served as president, CEO of the Food and Beverage Association of San Diego. The trade association to the food and beverage industry established in 1945, serving the county of San Diego. That man, Stephen, has sat in that chair well over <coughs> a quarter of a century. In fact, his family dates back to the 1800s when the original tuna boats were bringing tuna out of the ocean into San Diego. He served and incredibly been an advocate of that San Diego restaurant community's own restaurants in the past. Stephen A. Zalesi, welcome again to Business Buzz. So great to have you with us. Thank you, Frank. Great to be with you. Absolutely. Really excited about having you with us today, Steve. Let me tell you something. We are talking about a subject matter here that is more important, I think, than anybody can imagine. And you are joined today by Donna Illisic. Donna is my B- B, B, best buddy in business. Hey, how's that for a BBB? She moved to San Diego in 1988, quickly fell in love with the city and a huge visitor attraction. She started in the travel and hospitality industry in 1990 when she bought the ultimate dining guide of San Diego. The guide was a great resource for locals and tourists alike, placed in over 450,000 hotel rooms, mailed to San Diego homes, placed for pickup at many local businesses. Hey, Donna. You are an incredible CEO out there with Motor Business Solutions today now in San Diego, serving the restaurant industry and other small businesses in the community with a lot of resource. Hey, Donna, welcome to the show. Thank you, Frank. What a great introduction. I appreciate it. Hey, really that. great to have these incredible guests I've got with me today. Hey, Stephen, you know, I'm taking a look at a statistic right now in restaurants, and it ain't looking good. According to a forecast that was done by the industry, they forecast $225 billion in direct losses and a full economic impact of $675 billion. Are we hitting those kind of targets? What do you think? Well, it, it, it is. Uh, I had this conversation with the head of the, of the Department of uh, Environmental Health in San Diego County, and they're having a problem tracking it because the people are just not there and responding. The, the total number of places, the longer this goes on, the more places will never reopen. And even those places that are open have been um, hurt to such a degree that when things finally do come around, now that we have the vaccine, there's that hope that things will start to get back uh, open again. They won't be the same. They won't be the same. It's, Steve, it's let me a ask dire you, situation. You have sat in that chair for over a quarter of a century. You probably know this market probably better than anybody, particularly in the San Diego community. What's the general consensus right now of the restaurant owners in your realm of influence right now? How are they looking at this? What are they doing? What kind of steps are they taking? Well, this most recent stimulus that's supposed to be coming out of Washington has absolutely nothing for them. Um, it, it gives uh, billions of dollars to foreign countries and a whole lot of other entities that have nothing to do with small business. Um, it, it is uh, very discouraging, very discouraging. So you're telling me, Stephen, that the crutch loan approach of PPP or EIDL just ain't getting it done? 
No, it, it needs to, it needed to be extended. Um, this has gone on for such a, a long period of time. Whatever reserves businesses might have had, uh, they're, they're exhausted or very close to being exhausted. Let me ask you a question, Stephen. Uh, my understanding is there is a move in San Diego right now. A bunch of restaurant owners have basically got their backsides up and kind of went to the legal side of the equation. Are you aware of that move in San Diego, Stephen? Well, actually, it wasn't. There have been a number of lawsuits uh, in California and uh, a couple in San Diego, uh, stimulated by uh, restaurants, but they've all been rejected by the courts. In most cases, they weren't even. They wouldn't even hear the cases. But ironically, two gentlemen clubs in San Diego brought a suit forward and found a judge who was receptive. And the nine-page decision on the part of the judge is very revealing about how the inequities that there are in this quote-unquote science that's being touted by Governor Newsom and, um, and all of the, the politicians, uh, that it just, it's like a sieve. It doesn't hold water. It is um, based, it's not based on science. Um, and these, uh, the draconian um, methods with penalties uh, that, are, that can be huge. I mean, it can, that could put you out of business because uh, we're governed by all of the um, licensing agencies, whether they're state or county, they have control over those. So they, they hold this hammer over our head. If you don't comply, we'll shut you down and we'll put you out of business. You know, Stephen, there's no doubt that where you've got people dying of COVID-19 in this country right now. I mean, we've got a spike. The hospitals are full. I mean, that's all pretty much uh, documented. CDC, NIH are all basically, you know, the directors of all the governors in, in every state in, in America. I titled the show Restaurants in America, Persecution or Protection. We all know that people are dying, but let me ask you a question. How do you feel about that word that I put in front of protection? Um, well, it, it, uh, all, all the words that we can come up with are not going to help people who are looking at, uh, more than bankruptcy. Um, it, it is, um, it's just, it's a huge disaster. Uh, there are a number of restaurants though in San Diego and I think around the state who are opening, they are staying open. Um, and they're, they're, uh, do, they're, they're saying that their, their place of business, so they have a peaceful protest um, that they're not going to comply. Um, and they are, in fact, I went to one yesterday uh, who had people dining outside. Uh, the day before, I went to a place, another restaurant where they had people dining outside and inside as well as uh, to go. So not everybody, and the more places that do that, um, I think then that makes it a harder case for the government to, um, to be as uh, strict as they say, as they want to be, um, to keep these places uh, closed. You know, Stephen, you're, pa you're painting kind of a dismal picture <laughs> about your industry. I'm going to jump over here to Donna for just a second. Donna, you're kind of boots on the ground out there, right? I mean, you, you deal, you've got uh, restaurant owners as clients. You've had them for years and whatnot. Uh, what are you dealing with right now, boots on the ground? What's going on, you know? 
Well, uh, precisely what you know, Stephen is is actually you know talking about. I mean, they're they're kind of like be stuck between a rock and a hard place, you know, not not knowing what to do. Um, you know, do should should they continue? Uh, you know, working and and uh, you know having guests and and having uh, diners. You know, come into the the restaurant. You know, should they should they have it outside? Should they you know allow them inside? You know, I mean, everything is kind of uh, up in the air. And you know exactly what Stephen said. You know, uh, it's it you know it's it's a it's a need where they want to uh, provide for their employees so they can you know the, their employees can earn an income and you know especially right now it's the holiday season or do we get fined you know do do you know what if what if you know we get found out that we're open and and then we get fined and we can't pay the fines because you know we're already scraping every penny that 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 we're making so you know that's kind of like the the census you know out there it's you know it's very uncertain you know, Donna and Stephen, you know, there was a major move that happened in New York City on the 15th of December where all the restaurant owners in NYC poured out into the streets in Times Square, basically telling Governor Cuomo, hey, relent and allow us to reopen our restaurants because, as you all are well aware, they were shut down again. Now, NYC is a little bit different than San Diego as far as size, but the situation is all the same. Stephen, let me ask you a question. How come you haven't seen that happen in San Diego where they're pouring out in the streets against that particular mayor down that neck of the woods? Well, I, it's just it's a different mentality, I think, from city to city on how people operate. Um, and what they're willing to do. I, I know that uh, in just uh, in the last few days, talking to a number of people, um, they're very shy about wanting to be in any kind of limelight for fear that there would be reparation. Um, uh, because they're out there monitoring these things, they're, they're taking pictures of, of everybody that's there, and then uh, that there would be repercussion back to individual businesses. The, the, the business operators are just they're they're worn down. Um, uh, they're trying to keep their head down and get what done what they possibly can. Um, this is a, a terrible um, uh, uh, epitaph, or not epitaph, but a uh, 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 way for people to have to live. Um, you know the the gentlemen clubs where the judge drew in all of the people who had made complaints before, including the restaurants, churches, uh, gyms. And he said, this is all part of, and he opened them all up and they stayed open for one day, according. And then the, 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 the governor came in and they uh, separated back out to, so that the, only, that the lawsuit only pertained to the gentlemen's clubs. Interesting. Um, and, um, you know, it just keeps on going back and forth. It just wears people down. What are you going to do? Yeah. You know, Stephen, Governor Hogan, who heads up the governor's council, who oversees all the governors in the United States, uh, basically, he's kind of, you know, the klaxon call that goes out to 49 other governors. Uh, you've got a situation right now where basically governors are ruling the roost like they never have before. And that's what we're experiencing here in California. But yet, if I pick up the phone right now and call Florida, they're open. If I pick up Texas and call them, they're open. If I pick up Arizona and call them, they're open. If I call up Utah, they're open. Let me ask you a question. 
where's the sense in the fact that other states are open, dining is, is happening, but it ain't happening in California? Yeah, well, it's bad science. Um, there, there are the relationships there and to eating and drinking establishments. What we've seen here in California with the closure of the eating and, and drinking establishments and entertainment is that people now are more congregated at home. And if you look at the statistics, the science of where the cases are coming from, it's coming from people's homes because they're not going someplace else and they're congregating, they're bringing, one of my neighbors over the weekend had a tent ordered for their front yard, great big, huge tent, and they had two nights in a row, they had a party with music, with entertainment in their front yard and a whole bunch of people showed up. Now, you're telling me that they were social distanced and that they were wearing masks like they would have been if they would have gone to a club or a bar or a restaurant um, where we're serving food and beverage or giving them some, some entertainment, something to lighten them up and make them feel a little better about what the heck is going on and laugh a little bit? Sounds like a little bit of privileged clientele there, Stephen. Hey, you know, we're going to be moving to a break right now. I'm on with Stephen Zalesi and Donna Illisic. We've been talking about restaurants in the nation and what the current situation is. We're going to take a quick break here. You're listening to Business Buzz with Frank Hellring live on Voice America Business Network. Brought to you by On Fire Processing. And by the way, I just took my small business and made it a client of On Fire Processing. So if you want to know all about it and why I made that decision, then you need to get in touch with us on Business Watch, which is coming up real soon. We're going to be right back with more buzz for your business. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you tired of being overcharged by your credit card processing company? Not sure what you're even being charged for? Well, at On Fire Processing, we are here to serve you and help you possibly save money and increase your business revenue, keeping you in the black. We are your one-stop shop for merchant services worldwide. Our motto is no burn, just earn. Please call us at 833-THE-LETTER-U-ON-FIRE. That's 833-866-3473. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. Visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow. You're 
listening to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. To reach the live show, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send Frank an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S buzz.com. Now, back to Business Buzz. Hey, we're back. I'm your host, Frank Hellring on Business Buzz. We have been mixing it up about restaurants in America, whether or not they are persecuted or protected. Hey, this particular segment of the show, I've got an interesting twist to throw at you. Let me ask you a question. When's the last time you had a good laugh? More importantly, when's the last time you ever had the opportunity to get inside of a comedy club and be entertained professionally and laugh? Well, what you don't know, or maybe aren't informed, is that comedy clubs have been shut down ever since COVID-19 started, way back in March, and they haven't opened since. On with me right now is George Salek. In 1963, he was born in Damascus, Syria, as the oldest of six kids. His father, who was a judge at the time, enjoyed the hobby of cooking with George, catapulting the love towards opening a restaurant. While still in high school, George was able to start a pastry donut shop, rather entrepreneurial, in Santa Clara. The following year, he opened up a pizza shop as well as a cafe in San Jose. Then he decided to sell those businesses and pursue a career in real estate. After seeing the real estate crash in 1989, he decided to open up Yo Greek Cafe and Rancho Bernardo in the Greek Palace in Kearney Mesa, both in San Diego. After seeing the success of the entertainment events he took place at the Greek Palace, George established the Comedy Palace next door where guests came to see comedy shows while dialing in, uh, excuse me, dining in. And in 2012, his membership program had over 30,000 members and the casino didn't know you gambled there, George. We'll find out. Reached out for a contract and partnership where comedy shows would take place there on a weekly basis with a 450-seat capacity. Hey, George Salick, Comedy Palace, welcome to Business Buzz. Thanks for having me, Frank. Oh, Appreciate thanks for it. being with us. Hey, we're also joined by an incredible owner of another comedy store. Guess where? New York City. Big Apple time. I'm on with Danny Zoldan. Danny's a serial entrepreneur, having started over 10 companies since the age of 19. Growing up outside of Greenwich Village in New York, Danny was a frequent patron of comedy clubs. Loving the experience, Danny had the opportunity to purchase Stand Up New York, the iconic comedy club on the Upper West Side. From there, along with his co-founder, John Fatigate, they launched multiple comedy ventures, including Stand Up, New York Labs, a podcast network, and Skittish Media. A creative agency resides a few blocks away from Stand Up New York, and he is a lovely wife, Billy, three children, and Lola, their lovable cat, Danny Zolden. Welcome to Business Buzz. Thanks for having me, Frank. Hey, great to have you, Danny. Hey, you know, I picked you up off Newsmax, and I had to have you on my show. And the reason being, Danny, is because you said it's something on that show that just rocked me. You want to kind of rephrase it on Business Buzz and tell us why Newsmax picked you up? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've um, lobbed a, a few punches over the over the past few months. Uh, you know, I, I picked a fight with Seinfeld this past summer, <laughs> and then uh, SNL. A few weeks ago because yeah it's been it's been a 
increasingly, it's been extremely frustrating for comedy clubs in New York, especially. Um, we've been shuttered since March. Uh, not only comedy clubs, but all performance uh, venues, like uh, music venues as well, and theaters, Broadway, movie theaters. It's a terrible situation. And a few weeks ago on, on Saturday night, I was watching Saturday Night Live, and they had a live show, and the cast members, um, you know, were doing their thing, not social distancing, no one was wearing masks, there was a live audience, and I'm, I'm lying in bed, you know, at 11.30 on a Saturday night when we typically have four shows at the club, and I'm watching, you know, this, this live comedy show, um, where... Yeah, my, my blood was boiling, and, and, and I was so angry that I was watching this comedy show, which was live a few blocks away from where I live, and these cast members who, you know, they always preach the importance of masks, and, you know, they're, they're performing maskless uh, inches away from each other, and there was a live audience, and I know a lot of these cast members personally. And uh, you know, I was a little upset before the show even that I haven't seen many comics step up and try to help these struggling clubs. This is where they got their start, um, and you know, we we just we just have felt completely abandoned by them also. So, you know, curious, Danny, how many comedy clubs are actually in the Big Apple? I mean, there's probably like under ten like good ones. But there's not many. Me, didn't you tell me Dangerfields is gone? Dangerfields is done. Is done. They've been around, I believe, fifty-four years, and they closed down last month. Wow, that's significant. Mm -hmm. Hey, George. Yes. We're talking to NYC. You're out there in San Diego. Obviously, Danny's got about eight million to draw from <laughs> as far as an audience. <laughs> you don't have that quite many there in San Diego, but are you experiencing the same thing that Danny is? Uh, yes, I am, actually. Uh, we have been shut down since uh, March as well, but we did have a few shows here and there when they allowed us to do something outside. It was like an on-off kind of a thing. Um, you know, we have the show, and then the vice comes over, and they say, oh, we're just lecturing you uh, about this thing. We're, you know, we're just letting you know that if we come back, we may have to shut you down. So it's a back-and-forth thing that we've had with the uh, city here. Um, we're uh, lucky enough to be near the county, so they will give us a visit every once in a while. So basically, they've been, you know, killing us, uh, basically. We don't, we can't operate because uh, they think it's uh, laughter is not uh, good for co for uh, COVID. I mean, that's how you get COVID. Is being if you laugh out loud, you're gonna get COVID. So you gotta not do that uh, in San Diego. So now, George, you're a little bit unique from Danny. You actually own a Greek restaurant, right? And you also yes. own a comedy club. Okay, let me ask you a question. What's been the difference between the two as far as operational? Well, uh, the Greek restaurant is right next door. So we have been uh, fortunate enough without making a lot of money uh, to have a takeout, uh, you know, here and there. And also sometimes, uh, you know, the dine out, we have, we set up a nice seating area outside the parking lot. 
uh, we can put up to 150 people. We spend a lot of money on that. And every once in a while, we say, oh, you can't do outside, you can do inside, you can't do inside, you can do outside. So it's been back and forth. But we're really open just to keep the, the employees. We have really good employees. We've been here since 1989. We didn't want to lose the employees. So we kept the place open for takeout just to keep uh, these employees. Uh, of course, now we've lost most of them. And uh, unfortunately, instead of calling them employees these days, the doggone experts call them human capital. Okay, yeah. it's not exactly a way I, I would used to call my employees when I had my insurance agency. Danny, let me ask you a question. George is in the food and the comedy business. How does that stack up with you? Yeah, I mean, we we don't have a kitchen. Um, you know, we have a full bar. Our showroom fits about 120 people. So, I mean, we've always partnered up with like a local restaurant to provide the food. Uh, so we make most of our money off of ticket sales and alcohol. Um, but unlike George, we haven't uh, been able to do outdoor shows even. That hasn't been permitted. Um, whereas in indoor dining, restaurants and bars have been able to utilize outdoor space, but that's not permitted for comedy clubs. That didn't stop me from doing it anyways. You know, we did... Uh, we were doing 50 shows in parks across Manhattan, Brooklyn, and Queens in the summer and the fall. So I've been pretty like defiant of the rules. And we did we did a show uh, in the last car of a subway last Saturday night. We're doing it again this Saturday night. We did a show in the House of Worship uh, because House of Worship could be open. Um, I like I like breaking rules. That's that's how I roll. <laughs> and again, I've, I've been an entrepreneur since I'm 19. I'm 39 now, and like whatever it takes uh, just to continue comedy and keep people laughing in the city, like I'm going to do it. You know, even though the venue is closed, I'll, I'll, figure, figure out how, I'll figure out a way how to continue shows. I'm going to date myself with you guys a little bit, okay? When I was a kid, I used to watch a story on Thursday. It's actually Wednesday and Thursday night called Batman, right? TV series. And there was a villain on there called Riddler. And there was a phrase that said, riddle me this, Batman. Riddle me this, guys. What's the dang difference between a restaurant who serves food and liquor and a restaurant that has a comedy club that that restaurant's food ends up in? He also has a bar, Danny. You have a bar. You just told me you cater food into your establishment on nights, correct? Yep. Uh, guys, is there a disparity here in the way you guys are being treated, or am I, you know, out to lunch? Definitely. I think uh, comedy is essential. People need to laugh, especially at this time. Uh, and so I think uh, they got it wrong. Um, you know, uh, I don't know if uh, you heard, uh, we have a couple of strip clubs uh, down the street from us, and they're open. And so how could that be possible in California where you have a strip club open and a comedy club not open? Um, it's kind of crazy. Uh, Danny, do you have that situation in the Big Apple? Um... I know strip. I don't. I don't know if strip clubs, because strip clubs are allowed to be open. But I have driven by, and I do see their doors are open. So I think. I think they're. I didn't actually go in, but 
<laughs> I, I just had a, I just had a wild. For the record. I, well, you're married, Danny. I just yeah. had a wild and. We'll crazy talk about it after. Yeah, I had a wild and crazy <laughs> thought. Uh, what if you guys went out and bought a couple of stripper poles, stuck it up on the stage? Uh, would that reclassify your comedy store and get you to open the doors? Hello. I think so. I was about to do that actually. I was looking into getting a permit for uh, a dancing, and so uh, until last week, I think one of the judges in San Diego allowed us to open. So I said, you know what? Might as well forget about the permit. And then now again, the state is you know the county is appealing, and so it's on off. It's been crazy. You know, I mean, here here in New York, uh, bowling alleys are open. So bowling alleys are open, but indoor dining is closed right now, still in New York. So you can go bowling, but you can eat in a restaurant. Uh, I, I, spoke, I spoke to the head of the New York Hospitality Alliance yesterday. He's been advocating a lot for restaurants and bars. And he told me, like, don't waste time trying to make sense of the situation. Like, nothing makes sense. Even the subway um, you know, the Brazil doesn't allow indoor dining, um, that maybe encourage people not to take the subway unless it's, it's, it's essential because like the subways are packed, uh, just not, nothing makes sense. And it's been incredibly frustrating, but at the same time, like fulfilling because, you know, I've, I've owned this club for 12 years and it's, the situation has allowed me to think differently and be creative and, uh, you know, with with our park shows and our subway show and our church show, it's it's kind of been fun in a way, um, as opposed to you know before the pandemic where it felt very stale. You know, shows every single night, so this kind of like shook things up for me. Um, and I'm also grateful. You know, I hope I hope the president signs uh, this bill. You know, which, which will greatly, um, you know, support venues, uh, music venues, comedy clubs. It's it's a lifesaver. Um, I still feel bad for restaurants and bars because they didn't they didn't get targeted relief, which really sucks. You know, I'm so grateful to have you guys on the show today. Actually, the title of the show, which we crafted weeks ago, was Restaurants in America, Persecution or Protection, okay? And what I'm hearing from the comedy side of the platform here on this show versus the restaurants, I'm hearing where you guys seem to be in that persecution mode more than the other side, or am I wrong? Exactly. But, you know, uh, I don't know if you heard of Zoom. Oh, no. <laughs> you, can, you can do comedy on Zoom now. And it's not the same. We just finished our festival on Zoom. But, you know, that's where we have to, like Danny said, we have to do whatever we have to do to keep going. And so, yeah. I mean, at, at the same time, I, 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 you know, I do feel comedy clubs and music venues, you know, were, were targeted unfairly. But at the same time, you know, this new stimulus helps the venues. Um, but again, like the restaurants and bars are getting screwed now. So like, I really hope there, that there's a third stimulus, you know, I believe Biden, you know, will, will do something to give targeted relief to restaurants and bars because it's not fair. 
Well, you've got a situation right now where both, you know, hospitality and entertainment are getting whacked, okay, uh, during this COVID-19. And, you know, I, I just, it's, it's incredible to me, especially with, with George's situation where he's a restaurant and a comedy store at the same time. And one's open and one's not. <laughs> and they're right next door to each other. That, that kind of is amazing to me, okay, uh, as we move this forward. But let me ask you a question, Danny. How active or how proactive have you been contacting de Blasio's office, contacting Governor Cuomo? I mean, what's going on in New York? Is somebody standing up just the same as these restaurant owners poured out in the street on the 15th? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, been, I've been pretty active, uh, you know, especially in the past two or three weeks. I've, I've been out doing a lot of media interviews. Um, you know, I mean, for, for the record, I'm, I'm I'm, indep- I'm an independent, but, you know, I do lean liberal and progressive. Um, but a lot of the conservative media have been reaching out to me and asking me to come on their show because they seem a lot. Oops, I think we lost the feed, unfortunately. Uh, hey, George, we're going to be yeah. moving break here real quick before we get Danny back. Let me ask you a question. What do you think? about what Danny's going through in NYC. I mean, you are a fellow fraternal. I mean, you're part of the same fraternity here, bud. Well, you know, he's been SNL for 12 years, and it's, it's really rough uh, in a, in a, this time just to lose all that. Uh, and so I hope he doesn't uh, lose it. He continues, but he's strong. He seems to be uh, uh, an entrepreneur. He's going to do it. He, he's, he can make it. We're going to be moving into a break here real quick, guys, and we're going to be bringing up Business Watch, where I have three watchwords, meet, collaborate, and grow. And definitely we're going to focus on that word collaborate because I think possibly by you two guys talking it up and whatnot, even beyond this show, you might be able to come up with some solutions, right? So we're going to take a quick break here. You're listening to Business Buzz with Frank Howling live on the Voice America Business Network, brought to you by On Fire Processing. If you got that merchant statement this month and you can't read it, you need to pick up the phone right now and dial 833-866-3473 because they are standing by to help you reduce your operational costs of your business. And we're going to be right back with more buzz for your business. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you tired of being overcharged by your credit card processing company? Not sure what you're even being charged for? Well, at On Fire Processing, we are here to serve you and help you possibly save money and increase your business revenue, keeping you in the black. We are your one-stop shop for merchant services worldwide. Our motto is no burn, just earn. Please call us at 833-THE-LETTER-U-ON-FIRE. That's 833-866-3473. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? 
If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. Visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow. PPP, COVID-19, SBA, is there a way? It's time for Business Watch, where your voice matters. Call into the show at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or drop us an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S buzz.com. We know you've got something to say. Now, here's Frank Hellring, Business Watch, where your voice matters. Hey, we're back. I'm your host, Frank Hillary. Now on Business Watch, this is a live in-call portion of our show. So if you're a small business out there and you want to call in and mix it up with my guests, Donna, Steve, and George, and Danny, you need to pick up the phone right now and call 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790, and you can mix it up with my talented guests and yours truly. Well, we have just been talking about restaurants and comedy clubs in the first half of the show, and we have three watchwords in Business Watch, which is meet, collaborate, and grow. And meet's real simple. If I'm going to meet somebody and I don't know them, within five minutes, if I don't like them, I doubt very seriously I want to do business with them. I don't think we have a problem with that with my four guests, so we're going to move right past that. The second one, though, however, is the one where I'd really like to concentrate a little bit, and that's called collaborate. Because collaborate is where we get into the moxie. We get into the essence. We get into the intellectual property, the guts of what makes up a small business. And last but not least is the word grow. We talked a little bit about EIDL loans. We talked a little bit about 3PPs. They've been a little bit of salvation. They've been some crutch help in and through this tragedy called COVID-19. But let me tell you something. It ain't enough because small businesses have got to learn to return to profitability. Hey, Donna, Steve, George, Danny, how do you think that you all might be able to collaborate, maybe come up with some solutions for both restaurants and comedy clubs? Well, I, I think one of the solutions is uh, to vote. Uh, you know, the, a lot of what's going on, there is a, a huge, here in California, um, uh, recall effort for the governor, against the governor, um, and I think there are other uh, efforts throughout the United States, uh, depending on, on what the, the mood is there. Um, this is a great wake-up call to them to understand that they cannot just use a bulldozer on everybody against uh, uh, what reason, against reason. 
You know, that's an excellent point, Steve. I'm sitting here saying to myself, I mean, we obviously see some similarities between your two market sectors, right? Between restaurants and comedy stores. Comedy stores serve food. They serve booze. So do restaurants. Let me ask you a question. Would a united front be a better approach to get your voice heard? What do you think? Uh, I, I think so. I mean, absolutely. I, I think everybody should, you know, should get out there and voice their, their you know, opinions and voice their uh, dissatisfaction with what's going on. I mean, you know, you, you look at, you look at the, you know, different things that are happening. You know, you, you have restaurants that have jumped through the hoops to, to be, to stay open, you know, putting up plexiglass, uh, taking out, you know, menus and, and then, you know, then indoor dining is no longer um, acceptable. Now, you know, now it's outdoor dining, but as long as, you know, it's outdoors. And if you, if it's like a, a whole closed environment, but as long as it's outdoors, it's okay. You know, you're still in a closed environment because, you know, you see those tents, you know, that are fully closed all the way around, you know, but it, but it's outside, you know, it's an outside inside. <laughs> I, I don't get it, you know, and then on the, on the other hand, you, you know, you go to like stores, okay, you know, food stores and things like that. It's, it is an essential, essential thing. And, the, and you watch people pick up an apple, put it back down, you know, pick up something else and put it back down and you see kids walking around running around you know those food stands and touching everything you know that's okay but restaurants that are complying and are are jumping through the hoops to be compliant are not able to to stay open you know danny there was a book saying in business many years ago called no man is an island but i'm sure you feel a bit like that right in the middle of the Big Apple and your situation right now. Let me ask you a question. What do you think about putting a unified effort together? Because I'll tell you something. I would definitely love to be a part of that from my standpoint. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I, I don't even know where to start. You know, it, 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 it's such a huge, you know, undertaking. I, I, guess, I guess maybe it starts with like a petition, um, you know, and, and, and putting it out there to to restaurant owners and club owners and where they all are behind just the same message. And maybe if, if they all decide together to open up at the same time, there, there's very little the government can do to stop that. You know, George, you're holding up something there with a big X on it. What are you, what are you holding up there, big guy? Well, we started uh, something. We started a petition called Let Laughter Live on Change.org. We have uh, fra- about a thousand signatures, but all that we need is uh, get the word out. Uh, that's one, one way that I thought. And another way is exactly what Danny said, is just go ahead and open, and really, they can't stop you. They'll just come out and say, you know, we're just talking to you, they, but I don't think they can stop you if you have a majority doing the same thing. Both George and Danny have given great example of what can, what needs to happen. Uh, it, uh, there are a lot of people in our industry who are, you know, our industry is hospitality. And so we're the open arm. We're, we're, we're not in people's faces. That's just not our sort of our pers- what we're comfortable with. Our per- but this has got to change. The, this is where each individual business has to take the initiative on their own in whichever way they possibly can to make a difference, to get the message out. They need to 
get in the face of media. The vast majority of media are in sync with uh, taking orders. They need to get the message to them and make them an instrument to the general population and to uh, politicians to be able to get something done. Reason has to come through. And that's the way it's going to happen. It's going to happen when people like George and Danny take, get on, get a whole, get media people in front of them, do interviews, uh, take initiative, put things together, petitions. And what you'll find out is that then that'll seep out through the industry and there will be this movement then that they can't stop. In it, but to put the onus on, <clears throat> on a national or a state or a local association, for example, that's just not going to happen. Um, they, they have, they're very effective in being able to, um, to make us look like uh, the bad guy, uh, where if this is done from the heart by each individual, they can't stop that. It's calling. It's called anesthetizing your message, Stephen. That's what there it's called. Go. That's what that's what the media does. Hey, uh, Danny, one of the things that you mentioned is that you actually have food catered into your facility, right? On the nights that you're performing, okay? Hey, you know, to me, that's a connect. You know, I love it when you see market sectors and small business connect and complement each other, right? So you're not a restaurant, but you're supporting a local restaurant or maybe a myriad of restaurants because I'm sure you mix it up, right? Italian, Chinese, or whatever the case may be. Hey, Stephen, let's go back to you. You've got a membership organization, correct? Yes. How many comedy stores are a member of that organization? Well, George is. Hello. Uh, Okay, let's stop right there. We just got collaborate, didn't we, between two industries. This can happen, guys. It can happen. Unity membership matters. Absolutely. It absolutely matters. And let me tell you something. If we stay disjointed, if we stay separate, we're going to get knocked off like you said that bowling alley, Danny, back in the NYC that's open like 10 pins. You know, comedy clubs are at a disadvantage. You know, you have in a city, you have thousands and thousands of restaurants, but you don't have thousands and thousands of comedy clubs. You just have a handful of comedy clubs and by themselves, they can't really do much. So we have to collaborate. Are your comedy, are you, are your comedians out of work right now, Danny and George? Yes. Totally out of work, right? When we tell Somebody them we're going to have a show. Yep, you know, churches just got the right to reopen in California on a limited basis. Did you guys hear that? Oh yeah, I yeah, they, yeah. They've always been open. <laughs> yeah, they gotta wear they gotta wear masks, and somehow they have to not, you know, sing. And ma- I I can't figure that one out. Anyway, and well, outside, say, but some, outside. yeah, but somebody mentioned that sending comedians into churches. What do you what do you think of that, Danny and George? Because let me tell you something. Really? I'm willing to pick up the phone and call all these associations and churches out here and say, hey. You need to support the restaurants. You need to support the comedians. And you need to get these guys in here laughing it up. Hello? Yeah, I mean, we, we did that last month. We created the Temple of Laughter. Uh, and we, we did a show in a church. And we had six comics. We had about 50 people come out. They limited capacity. And the pastor spoke beforehand. And we called it an evening of laughter. And it was a beautiful service. And we're going to do it again. 
You know, I played a game when I was a kid called throw the stake in the ground. You guys know what I'm talking about? You take a small piece of rebar, right, and you stand there like a kid. You got your feet together, and you throw the stake, and then you got to stretch out to put your foot where the stake is. And you keep stretching it out and stretching it out and stretching it out, and whoever doesn't fall over wins the game. You got to throw a stake in the ground somewhere. I think this could be a great stake to go after the churches and say, hey, how about hosting a comedian, you know, to come into your church and get the laughter quotient up? There's only one problem with that. Go ahead, George. Most comedians, they're not PG-13. No! <laughs> <laughs> Listen, George and Danny, I think you could probably solve that. What do you, what do you think, Danny? Okay. You know, screen. Yeah, I mean, we, we booked, um, you know, six comics for the church show, and we told them that their material has to be clean. I mean, one, one comic, you know, did say slut and whore. And, you know, I, lo- I looked at the pastor and, like, <laughs> he was like horrified. Uh, and then they said we couldn't come back. So <laughs> we're, we're going to find another church. It never hurts to <laughs> shake things up, guys. Listen, we got about three minutes before we have to end the show here. Stephen, if you could say something right now about the restaurant industry, let my people go, what would it be? Well, on that last one, God has the ultimate sense of humor. He made us. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, it also says in the Word of God, <laughs> laughter. There is, there is nothing that, that won't work if you put your mind to it. And it needs to happen at from every level. It needs to happen from the individual business operator, even employees getting together and making their position known in public and to the media and, and whichever way they possibly can. Um, every, you have to take every option that's available and utilize it as best as you possibly can. Couldn't agree with you more. Everything works. Got two minutes to the end of the show. What's your word of wisdom? Um, well, you know, I, I see I see this as uh, as, as incredible uh, content, and um, you know, just just thinking about you know everything, you know, there's all this contact tracing going on, and I don't think that there has been one report out there that has said you know an outbreak happened because of dining in a restaurant wow you let's know? put that let's uh, put that one we need to revisit that george what's your word of wisdom as we close here if you're gonna vote for somebody make sure that you're voting for somebody that has a good sense of humor that's for comedy <laughs> <laughs> i like it danny picked you up on newsmax buddy you got your, yeah you got your final voice right now tell my audience what's on your heart um, be ready to pivot, you know, um, you know, it, it takes a certain type of person and, and energy, you know, to do so, but, you know, if whatever roadblock or obstacles in front of you, uh, look at it as an opportunity to do something different and, and perhaps, you know, just pivot your business model. I mean, we, I, we did that pretty well. Um, you know, we weren't, we probably weren't in the top five clubs before the pandemic. And then the pandemic hit, all the clubs shut down. They weren't really doing anything. And I said to myself, I'm going to use that as an opportunity to produce comedy shows uh, all over Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and go to the people instead of getting people to schlep to the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Yeah. Let me go to them. We doubled our Instagram following. We were all, the only club in town. 
And when we reopen, we'll be stronger than ever. Well, Danny, keep it moving. We've got to move to the close of the show. Donna, Steve, George, Danny, thanks so much for being with us today. Thanks for tuning in to Business Buzz today. If you'd like to be a guest or have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach, you can reach us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. Or you can email us at info at businessbuzz.com. To learn more about the show, visit our website at businessbuzz.com. The buzz factor of your business is what we seek to increase. Tune in next week as we bring more guests and resources to make your business buzz. Thanks for tuning in Business Watch and Business Buzz with Frank Hellring. We'll be back next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hope to have you join us again next time for some more terrific ways to revitalize your small business.